Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, the OG No Bullshit Fitness Podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And we've been seeing a lot of questions about untraining and muscle loss lately on Reddit, on social media, and our DMs. Not really sure why. Uh, sometimes that happens where like that phenomena where everybody's brain cells are <laughs> dancing at the same time. They ask the same question. Um, but it's one of those things where like the stars have aligned to point a line or an arrow at this topic. So let's get fucking nerdy about untraining. What is it? How does it apply to you? And how do you prevent it? Let's go. Let's fucking go. So first of all, we're always going to right at the top tell you what the topic we're talking about is going to be and what it means. Uh, so untraining, first of all, the formal name is principle of for short fyi if you do google untraining you're going to find a wide assortment of things that have nothing to do with fitness at all in any way shape or form so we will use the terms interchangeably today just to give you a heads up yeah just i'm going to just save you 10 minutes of your life don't google it just look up the principle of use and disuse because it's a bunch of shit that isn't even relevant to fitness that you're going to be left wondering if there's an fbi agent looking at the things that you googled (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the principle of use and disuse says that when it comes to fitness you essentially use it or lose it sorry not sorry i mean i am sorry that i am the bearer of bad news but it's not my fault that's just how it works don't shoot the messenger um this means that your muscles hypertrophy with use and they atrophy with disuse uh this also explains why we can decondition or lose muscle when we stop exercising mm-hmm. so disuse of muscle can lead to atrophy and muscle wasting and if you've ever been in a cast you kind of know what that looks like a little bit and that's kind of like the extreme the extreme of the extreme there so remember how shrivelly that body part looked after being immobilized how wrinkly and probably stinky it was yeah <laughs> i i was little when i had a cast yeah but i don't remember i remember it stunk i remember that that's like all i remember from breaking my arm is that like they took it off and my arm was all shrivelly and stinky and they were like we're going to go wash you now i'm like cool please thanks. do <laughs> barely lift my arm but this is great (laughs) physical inactivity also leads to nervous system changes uh and this is something like without getting too deep into it this is something that i've seen happen to me while i was recovering from surgery because this is just what happens your nervous system is more stimulated and it's in a better state when you train because you're keeping it on its toes um so it slowers your mental processing you can have problems with like your memory your concentration it can lead to depression and anxiety this Mm -hmm. is why we say that fitness is good for your brain because it can help keep you sane exactly so one that struggles in that department (laughs) same (laughs) so how does all of this apply to you well there are two departments for your gains um and they can depreciate in which they can depreciate excuse me i can talk uh so strength and cardio first of all strength let's talk about what happens in the first two months of lifting weights you think you're having amazing gains but it's nothing nervous system fine-tuning itself there aren't any real muscular adaptations that have taken place just yet that doesn't mean that they aren't happening and on their way that process just can take two to eight weeks to get into the things yeah so like you're gonna see your your weights increase a little bit in your first couple weeks of training and it's not necessarily because your muscles are like holy shit this is incredible like adapting already it's just because you're getting used to actually knowing how to lift things and spoiler alert when you use proper form you can lift more weight that's why we're fucking so hard on proper form a it keeps you from hurting yourself b you can lift more weight when you do the movement right so like yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Take that. Take that. <laughs> um, but it's it's not that complicated. Like it's really not that deep. People want to try to make it deeper than that, but it's not. Your body has two types of muscle fibers. It has a slow twitch and a fast twitch. And we've talked about them quite a few times. One is type one, one is type two. I don't remember off the top of my head. That's why I have textbooks behind me. If you ever watched a podcast, that whole fucking bookshelf that's behind me to my left, that's where that's at. Um, but like, we're not going to dig into that today. So it doesn't matter if it, if I know what they are right now. Hit the search bar, meatheadtestkitchen.com to find those shows where we talk about fast twitch, slow twitch muscle fibers because we've talked about it a lot. Yes. We're not going to waste any time doing that today since we've already talked about it. But um, yeah, you need to condition your muscles and like when you don't condition your muscles, they're just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not doing stuff anymore. Hmm. Right. <laughs> guess I guess I'll just uh, do nothing. Um, we've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast too. It takes years for muscle to, and this is why people get so scared when they're talking about disuse because you've worked your ass off to get to where you're at. Nobody wants to watch their gains diminish, but sometimes it be like that. So here's it what does. actually happens. It does. And here's the thing that you need to remember. Yeah, it took a lot of time to get you there in the first place, but it might not be like that forever. It takes about 16 to 20 sessions, depending on which book you ask or which person you ask for hypertrophy to start if you're new to lifting. That's if you're new to lifting. We are going to talk about how it reacts to you if you are an athlete or if you are a strength training athlete in a minute. But right now we're just talking about if you're new to lifting. Exactly. So on the flip side of hypertrophy, there is atrophy. And that starts happening when you show your body it doesn't need those muscles anymore. Mm -hmm. A la you quit lifting for any reason. Um, if you're eating well, your body won't make your muscles disappear. So that is the caveat there, right? We talk your diet because you want to see the muscle gains well it's also going to help your body retain muscle for probably longer than the average person who isn't consuming as much protein yes and in personal experience like i really tried to clean up for the most part what i ate after surgery because i knew one i was trying to fight losing muscle but b i'm trying to help my body heal itself so like mm -hmm. give it the best that you can but if you have surgery or an injury you'll have accelerated levels of muscle atrophy due to immobilization so if you break your arm your right for like say you break your right arm your right forearm if that's the part that you broke that's casted is going to shrink Mm -hmm. And it's it's going to look drastic compared to your other body part because, one, you haven't seen it in a long time, so you didn't see it gradually shrink, so it's just stark to you. But, two, like, that's just what happens. When you don't use it, it's just it just isn't there. And that's okay because if you are giving yourself the proper fuel that your body needs, you're going to save as much of that muscle mass as you can. But also, you're not going to lose – like. My left quad, you can noticeably, like, if you're just standing there, like, looking at me, you won't really be able to tell. I can fucking tell. But if you really look at it, you can tell there's a difference. But just because I lost mass in my one leg because of immobility doesn't mean that all of my other muscles in my body have atrophied that fast. So yeah, yeah. when we talk about, like, when I specifically talk about coming back from surgery, it's kind of drastic because it is. I couldn't move my knee for, like, two fucking weeks. It just hurt <laughs> i didn't want to do it it felt like shit and no no matter how much vicodin you give me i did not want to bend my left knee to save my fucking life you could have thrown me off a bridge and if i had to swim i wouldn't have done it i would i'd be like i'm dead guess i'll die 
But um, like when I talk about that, it's very stark, but that's just because we're talking about extenuating circumstances following surgery. Right. When we're talking about like on a mass scale throughout your whole body, your muscles aren't going to disappear in two days. Exactly. So let's look at the the numbers of that. Some athletes will start to see five to six percent loss in muscle density after about three weeks. If you're or Olympic lifter, you could see as much as 35% muscle loss in seven to eight months. Now let's talk about the time frames also longer. Keep yes. that in mind. Yes, but people are going to get hung up because they heard 35% and that shit sounds drastic and it is. But let's look at how power lifters and Olympic lifters train. These athletes train very aggressively on a one rep max scheme like training plan based on pushing their one rep max for the podium that competition day. Like so it makes sense when you think about it like that. They're constantly pushing their, like every training cycle is a different percentage set or RPE, depending on what they're doing. Um, but like, it's, it's drastic. Mm-hmm. But look at an Olympic weightlifter or look at a, a professional powerlifter. Like they're fucking brick shit houses. They are huge. Their thighs are bigger than my fucking head. Like it makes sense that you're going to lose weight that or that you're going to lose muscle and weight because you're losing muscle that fast because you're not giving it that hardcore strain, like strenuous training stimuli that the body is used to. So when we talk about use it or lose it, you're using it is going to vary on your input, but your lose. It's also going to vary on your input. So that's something to keep in mind too. If you have a lot of gains, you might notice that they go away quicker than someone that maybe isn't quite as jacked as you are. Yeah. And so again, if you're dealing with an injury or illness, please don't stress about that too terribly much. If you have some foundation, you will have, or I recall um, a friend of ours had posted like an homage to one of their friends who I think had something, but it took them less time to come back from that injury in terms of gaining their muscle back because of muscle memory, because they've been doing it for so long. So like, yeah, you may lose some of it, but if you've been doing this for any amount of time, um, it's going to take you a little bit less time to come back from it too. And that's something like personally, I try to remind myself when I'm making the comeback and like, I've had friends go through injuries. Like, um, one of my friend's broke their ankle playing softball several years ago and like really fucked them up because they're a D1 athlete at the time. They're like, man, this is, and I was like, dude, you'll be fine. You're going to come back from this. You're going to come back from it easier than most people because your body is a fine tuned athletic machine. Um, One of our friends recently had to have surgery because they broke their ankle running and hit some ice. And uh, that was a conversation that I had with them beforehand. Like, Hey, here's some things that like I had great doctors. I had great fucking doctors. I have nothing bad to say about any of my doctors that I dealt with when having my knee worked on. However, I didn't know which questions to ask to get the answers I needed. And I didn't know how much atrophy was going to happen with my leg after surgery. So when it happened to me, it really fucked with me pretty hard at first. But then like I did a whole lot of Googling and found out that it's completely fucking normal. (laughs) Um, So like I had to have that conversation with them like, hey, this is something nobody told me because I didn't know to ask about it. So I'm going to tell you about it now, not to freak you out, but just so you're aware. Um, Because like, if you have an ankle injury, you're not going to use your calf muscle a lot because you can't push that weight off of your foot. And that's how you build that calf muscle. Um, So like, it's okay if you got hurt and your body looks different right now because you're injured, it'll get back to normal. Your body does kind of self-regulate. You just have to give it that stimuli to push itself back to equilibrium of what it was before you had surgery or before you got injured. Um, 
but like, yeah, it really fucks with people. And that is one thing that I, I really wish I would have known. And I feel like I have to tell people about now going forward. Like, Hey, if you're an athlete, this is going to happen. It's going to fuck with you. Sorry. Yeah. Cause nobody ever told me. And it's like, God damn it. Yeah. It you'll, and you'll eventually like get back. You've said that a couple of times now, but you will eventually will get back to where you were. Um, it's just going to take some time, but so did getting, you know, yeah. it'll be all right. All right. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the first question people ask is how fast is this going to go away? (laughs) And as always, the answer is it depends. Um, (laughs) if you're just getting into fitness for a while, your gains are probably going to go away quicker. Kind of like we were mentioning earlier than somebody who's been consistently training for five years. It took a month off from training. Yeah. And like, so let's talk about cardio because it works your muscles too, just not as much as strength training does. Um, so when you start running at first, you're going to see gains in your legs, but then they're going to drop off pretty quickly because your body's used to that stimuli now. Mm-hmm. Um, so your muscles are going to adapt, but they're only going to adapt as much as they need to. And that works the same in reverse. So that's very important to remember. Please remember that. I feel like we're driving it home a lot today because it's really fucking important. Um, yeah. But, you know, cardio also works on your energy production, the aerobic and anaerobic systems. So let's talk about what happens after you stop training when you've been doing it for years. Um, Specifically, if you are an athlete, you're going to lose your endurance. You're going to lose your VO2 max, which is how much um, oxygen your blood holds. Those are going to drop off pretty quickly. You're not going to drop off so much that you're going to notice any adverse life effects or anything like Mm -hmm. that. You're just not going to be as optimized as you were because your body doesn't have to work that hard. Your body's only going to work as hard as you make it go. So if you're a runner, that'll equate to a couple minutes off your usual times within a couple weeks to a month. That'll mean your, your, you know, fucking 15 minute 5k is now probably going to look like 20 or 21 minutes. Yeah. So why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Body is dialing back red blood cell production because it doesn't need our bodies when functioning properly, excluding fat cells, generally don't make extras of stuff just to have it lying around. Yeah. And the fat cell thing only exists again because matter cannot be created nor destroyed. It is transfer states. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we put that exception in there. But your body makes millions of red blood cells every day. So it's going to get back to its pre-training levels in around a week. Again, you're not going to notice it so much that it's going to interrupt your daily life. But if you drop off training for a couple of weeks and then you go try to run a couple of miles, you're going to notice that you're getting winded a little quicker than you're used to or your muscles are going to be yelling at you a couple miles before you're used to them doing stuff like that. Exactly. And that's, it won't take very long. Trust me. I cycle through running multiple times in a year. Um, first week ish, five days sucks. But after that, you get used to it all over again and you're fine. Yep. So other ways that disuse can fuck you up. It really needs to be talked about in a conscious way with some empathy chronic pain and inactivity. So this is rough territory to navigate just because chronic pain is fucking miserable. And while it sounds to want to move your body when everything hurts, training your muscles um, helps so much in reducing chronic pain. Now, Now, your individual mileage may vary. Let me put that first. Also, let me say we are not doctors. We do not claim to be doctors. I am a certified personal trainer. Sasha is working on getting her personal trainer certification. We know more about health and fitness than the average bear. Um, This is speaking from personal experience. So I used to have really, really bad back pain. Um, I played golf in high school. I threw my back out once when I was 16. And after that, it was kind of fucked after that. Uh, Like it was just was never the same. Um, But like 
I have a problem with like I used to have really big boobs back when I first started lifting. And I feel like lots of people with boobs are going to experience this bullshit because it makes your lower back super angry. Like you go to lay down and you can't lay down flat in bed because it fucking hurts. Um, but I started weight training and within the first year, not only did my boobs start to shrink, which for me was a bonus, um, but my posture also improved dramatically. My back pain was gone. Um, and I'm not saying this is going to be the exact scenario for everyone, but your, your mileage may vary. Uh, but if you have a solution to your pain problem that is free and doesn't require medical intervention or drugs, like why wouldn't you want to give it a shot? Seriously. Yeah. Like a million percent. I can't relate with that, but I know multiple women uh, or femmes in my life that do. And so, I mean, why, again, why wouldn't you want to do something that avoids having surgery? Right. Yeah. So something, uh, someone listening totally probably just scoffed at you, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we have receipts in the show notes at mehadtestkitchen.com. If you suffer from chronic pain and the idea of fitness literally makes you want to cry, Try talking to your doctor, therapist, someone in your life that is medically trained and can get you the help that you need and headed in the right direction. You can find relief through like movement. Um, it's just finding the right person that knows how to speak your language and make you understand it. So like if you go to someone and you've had not a great experience, don't stop trying. That's why other doctors exist. That's why you get a second or a third opinion if you don't like the first one. It's okay. Be your own best advocate. That's your duty. No one's going to do that for you. No one's ever going to do that for you. If you want the thing to happen, you have to fucking make it happen. Um, but like, and like I said before, I've seen it in physical therapy with, you know, elderly people that just didn't move their bodies for years. And now they can barely lift their arms above their heads to wash their hair. Like you don't want that shit to happen to you. We're all bound to get old. Getting old fucking happens. You yeah. can't father time or mother nature and we're dying every fucking day. So take care of your goddamn bone bags so that you feel good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like seriously, Absolutely. it's like everyone's like, "Oh, fitness is so blah blah blah." It's not that deep. Take care of your fucking body so that you don't feel like shit. <laughs> exactly, a thousand percent. So, how do we prevent this hypertrophy we've been talking about and disuse? I mean, I I feel like there's a big showy payoff here, but there's not. Um, you already know you prevent untraining by being consistently active. Find a hypertrophy plan that you enjoy and dig into it. If you're into weightlifting, we've got a few at meatheadathletics.com if you're shopping for a new training plan. Yes. And we kind of touched on it, but we didn't completely mention it earlier, but we've mentioned it in multiple episodes and it bears repeating. Lifting increases your bone density. And if you've got ovaries and are in your 20s to 30s, start fucking lifting right now it yep. doesn't have to be heavy you don't have to turn into a power lifter you don't have to try out for the olympics and be working towards that you just need to move your body and lift some freaking weights it yep. can be dumbbells it doesn't matter what it looks like because you're helping to slow and or prevent osteoporosis and osteoporosis fucking hell and you don't want to fuck with her no, like nobody wants to sit down wrong and have a bone break because they're old and their bones aren't dense anymore. Weightlifting helps your bone density. It's not our opinion. There are scientific facts to prove that. We've put fucking links on links in the show notes like we always do, meatheadtestation.com. Again, if you have a way and you know how to prevent something terrible from happening to you now, why wouldn't you do it? And that's not me being like, why wouldn't you do it? But like as a friend, right. like, why wouldn't you do it? The signs are all there. Just fucking go. You know, please, please. We love you. We want you to feel good. <laughs> yeah. Because if you feel good, then you're happy. And if you're happy, then like, 
that's everything, right? Right. Happiness some days is like the only good thing we have in our individual microcosms of our lives because we live in the world and the world is fucking terrible. A thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) So so that you don't lose your mind. (laughs) Exactly. So moral of the story is work in the yard, play with your kids, take your fucking shitty great day named Mario who won't quit eating your fucking house to the park and on a walk. So he's tired and won't eat your house. Just or your entire pound of sausage. Oh my God. So before we wrap this story up more again, you get to move every day. So please don't take that shit for granted to put a smile on your face and you can all smile in my misery. That's fine. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Actually two pounds of sausages. Thank fucking spaghetti monster. I separated the package. They put 10 in there. I separated it to five and five. I asked my husband to please take them out in the, when I said defrost, I didn't specify what I meant. I meant put them in the sink so they'd be done by the time I got home. Right. He put them in the fridge. They weren't done yet. I put a bag in the sink and I went and moved my fucking body. I went for a walk without the fucking dog. The dog is tall. He's a- he's huge. Grabbed the whole bag, ate five of the sausages. Think again, spaghetti. Anyway, uh, he ate half of our dinner. So I had a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> you texted me that. What was it? You're like, thank you. And it's no drink here. What is it? You said, and it's fucking dry. Anyway, so I'm going to drink in any beer about it. Yes. That was good. Anyway, sometimes. Mario is a shithead.com backslash what the fuck, bro. <laughs> Seriously. I, we need that on a shirt. Anyway, please move your body. Just don't leave your sausages in the sink with the bag not pushed all the way down so your dog eats them while you're moving your body and preventing audio osteoporosis. If you have pets, a public service announcement from the lady with four cats. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.